0: I uh, want to look at the up to the Oheb Yisrael, um, who bears in on a an exegetical problem we have in this parsha kedoshim uh, chapter 19 of Exodus today is mother's day it's the first mother's day of my life that I am celebrating without a mother so it's very fraught for me, um, and so I want to talk about Ish uh, of Ivti Rau. The second, uh, the third verse in the parsha says, "Your mother and your father you should fear." Remember, in the Decalogue, it said you should honor your father and your mother, but it's switched around here, right? Prompting the rabbis to suggest radical responses. For instance. Um, the um medrash suggests that when you were at har sinai so it was sarah huckabee sanders speaking to the world right the whole world was present at the revelation at har sinai so in that sense moshe uh, is reflecting the divine publicity of the torah and there in the decalogue it says honor your father and your mother because The nations of the world are hearing and obviously patriarchy is the primo, uh, 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 comes first. Now we're in the Ohel Moed, we're in the tenter meeting, it's the opposite. There's a private conversation between the divine, it's called the holiness code, Kadoshim, in which uh, the mother takes precedence. The mother takes precedence um, because of the intimacy of the divine human relationship here as opposed to the publicity of Harsina, which I thought was pretty uh, pretty radical that is it's a public relations kind of um somebody says that uh, yes, the Medru Shagada, medieval, late, it says, <laughs> the, world, the nations of the world heard the Dibur, therefore, Hikdim of Le'em, because it's for their consumption. Because the oil Moed, the mother was. Now, why? He then says, because in the Oel-Moed is the kior, that sanctuary bowl made out of copper, made out of donations, the donations of the women who angered Moses when they brought their coppered mirrors. And it's interesting that he brings that Maros hatsovaos the coppered mirrors from Exodus 38, 8, in which Moses got upset with them because it represented inappropriate uh, you know, mm-hmm. connotations of intimacy. And God said, no, 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 I want Dafka. I specifically want those because of those women who at the end of a day in the labor camps Arouse their husbands to have intimacy and therefore the next generation survived because of them. I want that. And that's mentioned here. (laughs) You should fear your mother before your father in the sanctuary of the Oel Moed because really she... Requires your honor and respect because of her selflessness in perpetuating illegally children in the fields of Egypt. Okay. Now I want to try to understand what's the relationship between that verse to the first verse the first verses and the subsequent verse. Be holy, because the I am holy, says the Lord your God. The, the the next verse, 4, says, don't go to strange gods. So that's all very theological. <laughs> then what are you sticking in? Ish, imova va'avitur, you shall fear your mother and father and keep my Sabbath. And that's prompting this meditation of the Aftarah, which goes with Parshas Kedoshim in the O'eh Yisrael, quoting from the liturgy of the High Holidays, v'ho'el ha Hakodosh, Niktash that the holy divine is nikdash, sanctified with tzedakah, with righteousness. And now he's going to go into the definition of Kedusha, Kedoshim you. Because the word holy is really taken from the Latin sanctus, which comes from the Greek, which is really a very um, Christian notion of separateness and distinction. And we have the first time in the Bible that we talk about Kodesh is where? The Sabbath day. So... To keep the Sabbath day holy doesn't mean to keep it sanctified. Well, that's Christian. I would like to suggest the word should be detached. Detached from the rest of the world. Detached from the rest of, of the week. Let's see what he does with this word, Kodosh. Well, he commodes the Ramban, classically, although he'll spin it. The the the... Term kadusha, sanctity, I don't want to translate it. Mora al-Hafrasha v'Havdalah. It alludes to the idea of Poresh, to separate, again, Ramban, v'Havdalah, and distinction, Hainu. And now he's going to go into, from this grand idea of theology, break it down to the individual person. And what's that? Keshe'odam o'i when a person commits a sin, or is a or some naughty illicit desire, or or a character defect. So he's already diving into every human being is a microcosmos. And in the classical way, we are being judged, right? I mean, You commit a sin, there is to be a judge, and the judge has to pass judgment. Then he comes out with this amazing statement that the Rabboni Shaloylam is mitigating his act. He's mitigating his act. On NPR today is Sylvia Bornstein. She's a Buddhist Buddhist Jewish grandmother, a real (laughs) bobber. She goes, when you look at your character defects, as part of your genetic makeup, as part of your hardwiring, like your brow and your mustache and your eyes, then you don't bring moral judgment to it. You go, oh, OK, I was born with that. Now how do I bring, you know, enlightenment to it? Here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the same direction, is melamed schussonof. She'einu Adom Chay You're not fully responsible for everything that you produce. And not only that, because you are schizophrenic, Schizophrumi with a soul and a nefesh behamis, a nefesh alokis, you're a bifold, bicameral mind, one with animal desires and one with spiritual desires. Don't blame it on the the v'sichlo, don't blame it on your nishoma and your seikhla that you your heart pushed you into the red light district. <speaking in Hebrew> quoting from the Maggid, that the Neshama is a piece of the divine within. Therefore, it does not desire evil. So, number one, I'm going to be melamitzchus on you. Number two, I ain't going to blame you, but don't you blame the Neshama part of you. You have different parts to your multiple personality disorder that we have, and don't blame it on the Neshama part rak ba mechelek wow this is a hundred years before genetics before our our wonderful priest Mendel this comes from the part of you that was contributed to you by your mother and your father yesh adam because a person has three partners in his Uh, in his makeup. The Ha'av, Mazria, etc. as it says in the Gemara Nida that the father sows the seed, so and so he makes this claim that this avera does not come from the neshama, but it comes from that part of your genetics that you inherited from your mother and father. I Presumably, they also inherited genetic flaws of character defects but from his holy soul shehu hashem is that is actually a part of the divine Im- incarnated in him lo hoyah Chote were it be that he would follow only the soul part of himself he would never sin he he Ba mimakom Kadosh. Now he's giving us the introduction to the first definition of Kadosh. It comes from a place of Kadosh, a place of Kadosh. A place of Kadosh is part of you, therefore it can never sin. And then he comes back to the theology. Remember, we started off when a person sins. Then God is malamed schus allah Usually that's the job of the defense attorney to learn some mitigation for him. But now, the imkain, meaning because part of me has God within me or as he says within me in Cain then when God does this mitigating defense attorney stuff what happens his name is in the hitpael the reflexive become kadosh so we We have two steps here. If a person would only follow the soul part of himself, which comes from God, he would never sin, because that part of him comes from a place of Kadosh, and in that place of Kadosh, when God is Malamitzchus on us. His name, which comes obviously from that place, the source, is Mitkadesh. You've increased that Kadusha when God is getting you off the hook. So absolutely stunning statement. Person sins, don't blame your mother and your don't blame your neshama. Because that came from a place of kadosh. Blame your mother and father who from who you inherited these character defects. But don't blame your soul. And if you would follow only that soul, you would never sin. But because you sinned, God has to be melamed He has to try and in the heavenly court find mitigation because it's At, not your fault, it's the fault of your mother and father well for some reason you can't just you, he's saying don't blame your soul well then obviously the implication is you have a genetic predisposition to okay. this, this came from somewhere right. where did it come from? oh it came from your mother and father and so if he's Melamed then his name is Nitkadesh and now he's going back to his original definition of Kedusha, which is Hafrasha meaning what is he what it where is the hafrasha and the havdalah? None of this sanctity sanctity business. It is what? Shem Mavdil Uma frish ethanashama Shehu Khelko Minara. What he is doing. By being malamitzus, he's making a split in you. The kite gets wider, and he's making a havdalah and a Hafrasha He's separating, and he is he is quarantining the neshama, which is part of you, from the ra. It's amazing. It's the way we treat viral diseases. We quarantine. We don't engage a polio virus or typhus. We quarantine the patient so that he doesn't infect everybody else. It, it, in a sense, it's a very predestined type of anatomy of the human personality. I'm torn between the mother-father part of me and the neshama part of me. So I'm going to sin. And when I sin, I am taking that neshama which is part of me, away, further away from the Kadosh, because that's where it comes from. And God, who is up there in the Kadosh, when he's Malamitzchus on me, He, his name is becoming more Kadosh, because down here, he's added to the Kadosh, which means he's separating shama which is him, from the exigencies and the varia, varia, varieties and var, var, variegations. Very. Vagaries, vagaries, thank you, <laughs> thank you. The vagaries of evil, and he grabs it and he holds it in this idea of kashras. We have a new definition of Makadish <laughs> Shem yeah, if yeah. It's Mother's Day, it's my first, yeah. my first yeah. Mother's Day without Mother. I wouldn't be able to. Wow. We have a complete new Teich, complete new hermeneutic on you should be holy. The Ramban says, oh, you should separate yourself from Masha Mutaloch, and you have to stay away from Aroyas and you could be a Navul Veshurs and all that medieval stuff comes along the Aptorov. He's such a reverber. He's holding us. He's holding us in the palms of his hands and which which by you know the scholars of the Bible, this is the beginning of the Holiness Code. It parallels the Decalogue, right? The six, the six exhortations and the eight ani hashems, is kind of a signature of the Holiness Code that compares it to the Decalogue. Here it comes, it down, brings it into my genetic spiritual maker. The zerush God kadoshim, tiu, you shall remain kadosh, meaning. Every one of you has this sacred piece of God incarnated in you. Why? Because I am this Kadosh. If I'm this Kadosh and I'm inside you, so then you have a bit of me. Therefore, it's only appropriate that you should do everything you can to keep that Neshama of yours Kadosh, which means Mavdil, sacred, separate apart, keep it, keep it apart, don't contaminate it. And now he comes into the use of that second verse which makes no sense Es obvious es in the middle of this holiness stuff. Suddenly, I have to suddenly fear my mother and my father. What's the pshat? es in the middle of these psukim. It doesn't fit. Oh, comes along the heilig after of and says, v'zer of ish imo v'ovit tiru. Rotzelo ymeh. Shekol odom the v'yiro mechelek of the Aim sheyesh bo. Person has to examine his spiritual makeup, And he has to understand what part of it comes from the tata, what comes from the mother. I have to do a moral inventory. I have to understand which of my hangouts comes from my mom, which comes from my dad, which pu- puts me to this yei tzahoram, which pulls me to this yei tzahoram. yide <speaking in> halol <Hebrew> So it doesn't come through all this partitioning, this multiple spiritual personality syndrome that we all suffer from. We're not a unified human being, we're split and we're pulled in different different directions. In order that he should not be drawn and drawn into these different halakim, these different halalim, and then they will draw you into Chet. Because all this split personality comes because he uses the word Kedushas, of the zivuk, which is the Zoya Kodesh tells us that in the moment of zivuk, there are three partners making love that is the father, the mother, and the Ribbonish and the Shekhinah. And that mixture, which is so irrational, doesn't make sense. How can the Divine participate in something so carnal? Right? The Christians have banished that from carnality. Carnality is, is something, bestiality, right? It's bestial. And and much of the early Church Fathers is this banishment of, of sexuality and carnality from uh, from the devoted service of of worship. Here it's just the opposite, that every person is incarnated with the divine at the moment of conception, which means that there's a tripartite makeup: the evishta and the mother and the father. What's that got to do with it? And keep my Sabbaths. That you're always conscious, cognizant, may be fearful of those genetic strands in you that may lead you down the road to the red light district, because of that, tamtinu al-zivuqshil shabbas k'desha du pikdusha. Because of that fear, when you yourself are engaged in making a new soul, wait, wait till Shabbos in order to engage in that, because Shabbos is a day of Kadosh, it is separate, Havdalah, Makhrish, and that's why Talmud and are enjoined to become intimate on the uh, Erev Shabbos, the Erev Shabbos, to wait till the Shabbos. He's giving us a theological explanation, that is, you've got the cards stacked against you. These genetic cards are stacked against you. Therefore when you now go to produce the next Neshamah, you need all the help you can get. Okay, so you have the dimension of personality, that's the Rabboni Shloim present at the moment of conception. Why don't you wait till the 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 auspicious time of sanctity, that is Shabbos Kodesh, which is a time of Kedusha, to help you in that time of Kedusha, so that when you are making that new Nishama, it will be somehow more protected because you've added that ingredient of Kedusha to the side of the Kai and away from the side of the mother and the father. Shyim shavaz ushmira what does it mean to be shyim shavaz shavzo say tishmiru lishon hamtana patience patience, waiting, as in the remember in Genesis 37 when Yaakov hears about the violence of his two sons by Shem, right, and he says, oh, he didn't criticize, he waited, he's going to wait to see what happens to the tribe of, of Levi and the tribe of Binyomin and to see what will happen as it unfolds in history, their genetic violence, how it will play out. So the Shmiras Shabbas Shabbos is, why don't you hold off, wait till Shabbos Kodesh in order to engage. Now he's giving us a different taich than the one we saw in the Medrash Agadah, as to why we uh, makdim, the mother to the father, as opposed to the kabedez of vicha ve He's going to give you a new knajj. Why do I mocked him the fear of the mother's genes versus the father? Because the father a, the father is the father of the father of the because we learn in the Gemara, that same Gemara Nita, that there is some advantage in the semination process in which the male has some kind of advantage over the female because he is the first to be mucked in the Zera. The Zera is the first to enter. Isha Mazrast if she is the first, it comes out male. If he's the first, it comes out male. And he says, therefore, it should be at will that we will be kadoshim as his desire. Now, I wanted to just add my own Kenech. My own Kenech is kadoshim to you. You want to lead a life of sanctity or morality or a higher purpose, a a life of of ritual that connects with the divine, connects your mind with the capital mind of the divine, which is Das, which is what we've been struggling with all along in these these meditations. Mm -hmm. Then the prerequisite is ish imav aviv tiru. The word tiru isn't fear, it's examine. You have to examine the traumas produced by your mother and your father, because everyone raising children incurs some kind of wound in the child. Alice Miller told us about healing the inner child and what he's saying is Kedoshim to you in order for you to get onto the spiritual path it's not that he is splitting the two right there's the over here there's your mother and father over here I would prefer to suggest as Jung would that the integrated personality that the person who has done the inner work Uh, in middle age and bringing to consciousness that which was unconsciousness first has to go into the dark cave of the soul to rescue the inner child that was wounded by the father who was a holocaust survivor and the mother herself who was brutalized and the wounds that you are carrying from your mother and father you have to bring them into the light of consciousness and examine them as part of the Kedusha process. That is, rather than splitting off sanctity from secularity, we are unified people. And when I have a hero, I have a hero. It's the the whole of me that goes into the red light district, not just the naughty bits. The whole of me goes, as Daigle says in this week's Parsha, al tifnu El-Lilim. Don't think that you could be a good boy here and a naughty boy here. The sin is not that you sinned, as he says here, Rabboni Shlom's Mala Mitzchus on you. Why? You have a horror. The sin is not that you didn't that you sinned or didn't sin. The sin is that you forgot the silent aleph in the word chait. Chait is chet tet aleph. There's a silent aleph that we don't pronounce in the chait. That's the loan that's with us in the sin. So I would like to suggest, in a unified theory, that the only way to get to the kedushim is by first tiru, paying attention to the wounds of the mother and the father, so that you then can be free of that behaviors and those addictions.